This B-side episode is part of Money Talks, a series on personal finance sponsored by Metro Bank. Ruben L. Zamora, head of the Institutional Investors Coverage Division at Metro Bank, explains how high net worth individuals can protect and perhaps grow their assets during these very uncertain times. Mr. Zamora speaks with Santiago J. Arnaiz, former digital platform editor at Business World, about the impact of rising inflation, the weak peso, on the portfolios of the wealthy. Over the past few months, economic pillars like the International Monetary Fund have been describing a gloomy, uncertain path ahead for warning even a recession for about a third of the global economy next year. So this, of course, comes just as the world is beginning to heal from the pandemic, while also still reeling from an ongoing war in the Ukraine, local price hikes, soaring interest rates, uh, a weakening peso, all of which to say this is precisely the time to be taking inventory and developing strategies to properly manage one's resources. Now, in developing those strategies, I think it's important to highlight here that that one size fits all fits no one. Every situation carries its own nuances. Every individual must plan around their specific needs. So today, we'll be focusing on high net worth individuals, uh, how they might best assess whether or not they're resilient enough to weather the coming storms and the role that wealth management providers can play in shoring up their defenses or helping them shore up their defenses and even helping them thrive in the quarters to come. So Ruben, in diving into this topic, I think it would be best if we can set the scene a bit. So when we talk Talk about high net worth individuals. Who exactly are we referring to here? And in what specific ways are they affected by uncertain economic outlooks, like what we're seeing now and perhaps even the past few years during the pandemic? Well, high net worth individuals, well, they tend to be individuals who have accumulated wealth over the years. They have high disposable income and, and there's a propensity to plan and save and invest. So I guess the profile for a high net worth individual is really somebody who puts his money or her money to work harder for them. To your question on how this uncertain economic outlook uh, affects them and, and their wealth compares to how they were affected a few years ago. First and foremost, financial markets don't like uncertainty. So when the unexpected happens, financial markets price this in very quickly. So what ends up happening is a lot of choppy price movement or higher volatility across different risk assets like stocks and bonds. And again, if we're talking about uh, high net worth individuals, they tend to have exposure in these types of you know, what we call risk assets, investments like stocks and bonds. Now, we saw this when the pandemic hit two and a half years ago, uh, when markets kept having to price in increasingly bad news as expectations on things like economic growth, corporate earnings, the things that uh, the markets care about. Well, well, they were being adjusted down very, very quickly because nobody really knew what was ahead. And of course, markets are forward-looking. So markets tend to price in expectations. We saw this again. Pandemic, we're just about to really kind of recovering from. Not quite out of the woods yet, exactly. Then you have the geopolitical concerns in Europe and in Russia and Ukraine and the uh, conflict there. So this year, it's really facing the same, uh, even more pronounced uncertainty and really led by higher global inflation. In turn, that's being driven by higher energy prices. Global inflation is a surge to multi-decade highs. That's what investors and markets are trying to really deal with and get a handle on. Again, high net worth individuals, they do tend to have exposure to risk assets like stocks and bonds. So in terms of the impact of this uncertainty, this environment on wealth, it, it's hurt them. It's hurt their portfolio of assets because markets are very, as I said, financial markets don't like uncertainty. 
uncertainty. So it's what we call risk off. In this type of risk off environment, values of risk assets um, have and, and will likely remain vulnerable even further. And that obviously will hurt anyone who holds these risk assets and, and particularly those high net worth individuals. There are Henrys who spend a lot more time trying to understand markets and, and thereby managing risks uh, in their portfolios. And those individuals may have taken less of a hit than really perhaps be in a better position to take advantage of uh, investment opportunities that could then help them with real returns in the long run. Speaking of exposure, you touched on inflation right earlier. Uh, rising inflation rates are, of course, a cause of concern for all of us, um, not just in the Philippines, but globally. But speaking to that factor specifically, what kind of posture should high net worth individuals be taking when it comes to spending, saving, and like you said, investing during times of high inflation? Yeah, it's absolutely the main factor that is a uh, main concern for everyone, uh, not just high net worth individuals. You know, everyone really needs to be a bit more prudent with their spending behavior. Uh, because when we look at spending, it's either you spend or, or you save or invest, right? Whatever you don't spend, you, you save for later and uh, make your savings work a, a bit harder for you uh, than just sitting as cash. Because uh, again, this is an adjustment in behavior and spending uh, behavior consumption that everyone should try to do, particularly in the high and rising inflationary environment. Why? Because inflation erodes the purchasing power of every peso you hold in your pocket and in your bank account. So aim of investing and in the role of investments is to really beat inflation over the long term and generate what we call positive real returns as opposed to nominal returns. Real returns take into account the impact of inflation uh, on your investment returns. So that's certainly something that uh, that adjustment is is something that holds true for all investors, uh, but more so for high net worth, net worth individuals, given the more sizable exposure in, in risk assets and, and volatile markets. Well, you've described high, high net worth individuals earlier as those that make their money work harder for them, right? So, I, And I've read that for these individuals, an economic crisis isn't typically a time to tighten spending, but to creatively stretch one's spending. Would you agree with that statement? Maybe I'm too old to understand what creatively stretching. I, I think it might mean a couple of things, but uh, in, in these types of environments, cash does become king. So tightening the belt in these times uh, is really a, a prudent move. It is, it's the prudent move to do, but creatively stretching spending, I think it, it is a way you still spend, but maybe your habits when things don't look as rosy. So for example, you dine out less, or if you really want to dine out, you move down market maybe travel less or travel to a, a cheaper rather than a more expensive country. I don't know if that's really what creatively stretching spending means, but I think for Henry's, uh, the tendency is, you know, they're, they're obviously kind of where they are now and they do want to enjoy their accomplishments in a way. You know, it's it's part of their lifestyle as well, but I think creatively, you know, stretching spending uh, for the wealthier, you know, I think that adjustment applies to them as, as much as to, to all of us, given what we're facing in terms of uh, high inflation. Again, I think for Henry's, it goes back to being prudent with spending. It also, uh, what I said earlier, you know, being prudent with the flip side of, of spending, which is investments and savings. So as I mentioned, Henry's tend to have more savings and investments due to higher disposable income. So from this perspective, Henry's should actively manage risks, uh, we think, in their portfolios by, and, and I'm using your word, considering creative solutions. But you'd want to probably consider some of those creative solutions. We're talking about hedging some risks uh, and diversifying portfolios to hedge some of the exposure. You really want to do that in partnership with your financial advisors. And another pertinent factor that you 
um, touched on earlier is the, um, of course, the weakening peso, right? Another cause for concern for all of us. We, we know that it's reached record lows against the dollar in recent weeks. Some analysts predict that the exchange rate might reach close to 60 pesos to the dollar. So uh, how do you expect this to affect the Henwees that you work with in light of their exposure? Uh, but it's important to note, and, and we, we do get asked this question a lot. So it's important to understand that this is not an isolated Philippine-only case. It really is a case of a historically strong U.S. dollar. And given that what is really driving peso weakness is not because there's something inherently wrong with our uh, economy or inherently wrong with the business environment. Again, we're seeing a recovery here in spending. And I guess that's why we spend, you know, we're, we're taking a lot of time talking about spending. From our point of view, we don't necessarily think the weaker peso is a greater threat to Hen Henry's and their wealth compared to other factors. And again, for me and, and um, a lot of the advisors out there would agree that the greatest threat is this already what we discussed. Uh, inflation because again that erodes wealth the higher the inflation is the the, the, the more it portfolios and wealth because we're talking about what that wealth that's purchased in power so yeah the peso weakness it's really because it's more a strong dollar than and that again is applies to all the currencies there's not i can't think of one currency uh, that's been spared uh, obviously there are currencies that are pegged to the us dollar but it's it's pretty much just a strong dollar all the way through in fact the peso when we look at uh, certain things like effective exchange rate the, the peso is actually stronger uh, meaning it's weakened less than something like the, the the Japanese yen and the Korean one for sure those are the two uh, weakest currencies against the US dollar so far this year that said the weaker peso does become a concern it does become a material risk if the um, Henry has a lot of dollar debt and, and other such obligations and uh, that becomes more so if there's no matching dollar denominated income source to service those obligations. So that's the kind of currency mismatch between assets and liabilities that that would be a concern in, in the current strong US dollar environment. I'd love to get some concrete insights. So of the individuals that you work with, uh, I would imagine the pandemic was caused for a lot of re-strategizing and reorienting. And as a result, I'm curious, do you feel that these individuals are readier to take on the next crisis now as compared to before? I kind of think so. Again, we're, we're talking, you know, very, very broadly here. Uh, that's all. I, it, that, that's not never going to be the case with portfolios with clients. But my thinking here is we've not really seen a lot of borrowing. I mean, particularly for us, if, if you really try and look back, you know, the economy's really just been normalizing since March one, uh, just over six months, really, that the economy's kind of regaining kind of its legs and, and getting back on its feet. And and so what, what does that mean? Why point to that? It, it means that the confidence to borrow, to leverage up and take on more risk that way. Uh, well, we haven't had that long an opportunity to do so. And, and before you really know it, here we we get smacked by uh, concerns over decade high inflation and surging prices. In that sense, looking at balance sheets and the resiliency of those balance sheets of high net worth individuals, you know, you didn't take on a lot of, of debt. You didn't have an opportunity. Again, talking very broadly here, you didn't really have a, an opportunity to take on a lot of debt. And therefore, you're a bit probably uh, more defensively positioned, i.e. you still have some cash and you didn't really deploy it so aggressively. From that point of view, I think, yes, the Henrys are a bit more ready now co compared to before. And again, hopefully, whatever crisis we're going to see, and we're right kind of in the middle of it, slowing economy, slowing global growth, 
uh, how deep that becomes, how deep the slowdown is remains to be seen. I think Henry's in general, because they didn't take on aggressive outsized bets on their financial portfolios. And even really, if you talk about uh, a lot of the uh, Henry's we do uh, work with uh, are entrepreneurs. You know, they're not going out there borrowing heavily and, and expanding and building stuff because quite cautious still, because we just really started you know, getting back, uh, getting back to health. Again, broadly speaking, it's probably Henry's in a bit better shape for for another slowdown that's potentially looming. Very important though. So Henry's need to work with their financial advisors because to really kind of clearer understanding of the health of, and, and resiliency of their portfolios. Another way of interpreting. Uh, creative stretching on spending is there opportunities amidst the uncertainty right and i suppose that's exactly what you're describing here working alongside your wealth manager to figure out am i able to be opportunistic now are there opportunities for me or is this a time for me to be shoring up my defenses uh, exclusively no it depends on where you are now i mean if you've got a resilient portfolio you kind of have maybe uh, you didn't go aggressive a lot of things are looking cheap versus history but the cheap is is relative to so these lessons uh, from previous crises time and again we've learned that the best time to buy risk assets as warren buffett put it when there's blood on the street uh, when, when markets capitulate and give up now uh, you need some of your advisors and uh, wealth managers to help you understand okay when is there blood on the street you don't actually wait for that to happen but in times like these in turbulent times good assets are sold along with bad assets. There are opportunities like that, being able to really accumulate in assets on the cheap. But you obviously need to spend time and work with your advisor to understand, well, is this really a good asset or is, is this kind of pretending to be one? Time and again, crises are the best opportunities. If you have a longer term investment horizon, obviously you need to have that uh, for longer term investment opportunities and really identify, isolate the best high conviction ideas out there uh, with the help of your advisor. Perhaps taking another step back now, I know that, again, no one size fits all strategy, uh, but generally speaking, in advising uh, investors and Henwees during periods of economic uncertainty, are there any particular important lessons maybe that we haven't touched on yet that we've learned from previous crises? One clear lesson is don't put all your eggs in one basket. When things go sideways. Uh, when things go wrong, and we were just there in 2020, markets move very, very fast in pricing or new expectations, right? So if you were caught in with just one thing or one kind of type of asset that just moves in the same direction, really, you're going to feel the pain. Us, it's really portfolio management and constructing it. You're well diversified. So I guess really it's, it's portfolio diversification. Uh, so you kind of mitigate, manage the risk. Again, it, it's one way of managing the risk of risk assets. Really kind of understanding how certain assets move and which ones are a bit more defensive, which ones are a bit what we call cyclical assets that go you know, boom bust, that rise and fall with the economy. A mix of what we would really kind of call as non-correlated assets, that kind of diversification. You can kind of have a bit more resiliency, defensiveness in your portfolio. Investors can never uh, buy at the very bottom and sell at the very top, but at least you know what you want to do is take uh, as much of advantage of opportunities, uh, both in the selling part of things by talking with your advisor. But I think it's really important for investors to have some uh, level of diversification portfolio. And probably one thing I'll also add, investors 
need to make sure you, they know what they're getting into, uh, what you're buying. We, we spend a lot of time understanding our clients' risk tolerance. Again, not everyone can tolerate the same amount of risk. So we, we spend a lot of time on that and what kind of investments are, are suitable for them. But we, we obviously kind of work with our clients on this quite extensively uh, because things can go south. We've seen it this year, two years ago. I guess those are the types of things that we would consider as lessons from previous crises. So diversification and I guess doing your homework. Now, many entities, of course, have the advantage, as you described here, of working alongside wealth managers, being guided in their financial decision making. But again, as you described, that does not replace the need for proactive research uh, on their part as well. Question here is uh, what resources are available? to these individuals looking to study up for the uh, the hard times ahead. It, it's always good that Henry's, even though they have access to expert advisors, you know, do their own research. They should help themselves by building up their understanding of financial markets and investments and uh, be able to arrive in their own decisions based on their own understanding of things. But this can also be a, a double-edged sword. What I mean by that is there's a lot of information out there, all the news, all the time, anywhere. Uh, so unless you really look at markets day in and day out, that kind of information overload can lead the investor uh, towards the wrong decision. Sometimes you just get emails from people you've never heard of. At least for us, can probably comment from our point of view, we do get that the marketplace is very, very noisy. Uh, so here in Metrobank, uh, the advisors spend a lot of time trying to cancel out I guess all that noise. So our clients only really pay attention to the things that really matter to them as investors. We, we actually created um, a new website and we call it Metrobank Wealth Insights. Our goal with our new website, wealthinsights.com.ph to curate for the most market relevant news updates so that our clients can spend their time and energy doing things that are probably going to be more meaningful to them than culling through pages uh, and websites and uh, social media posts on markets. Uh, we've done that work. Uh, I mean, this is the stuff that we do day in and day out. It's not as noisy and uh, it's it's maybe hopefully adds value to your day because, you know, curated content, you know, noise-free uh, for investors, it's really kind of tailored. You can just go in there and, and get an understanding of what, what's going on in markets. The, the other part that we were featuring in, in our new website is really kind of talking about the highest conviction ideas, care of our team of advisors and experts here in Metro Bank. So, I mean, these, again, are the folks who live and breathe uh, markets and, you know, looking for ideas, figuring out, is this a good asset that was sold down indiscriminately, uh, not just one pretending to be a good asset. So, uh, Ruben, could you run that URL by me again? Yes, it's wealthinsights.metrobank.com.ph. Well, fantastic. I think that's a great place to end our discussion today, Ruben. So thank you so much. An absolute pleasure. And that concludes this episode of B-Side, which is part of Money Talks, a series on personal finance sponsored by Metrobank. A few takeaways from Ruben L. Zamora, head of the Institutional Investors Coverage Division at Metrobank. Previous crises have taught us that the best time to buy risk assets is when there is blood on the street. But you need advisors and wealth managers to help you figure out when that actually is. You can't wait around for it to happen because by then it will be too late. In addition, advisors cancel out the noise so that clients can pay attention to things that really matter. Time is gold when markets move very quickly. This episode was recorded remotely on October 28. The interview was done by Santiago J. Arnaiz, former digital platform editor at Business World. It was produced by Joseph Emmanuel L. Garcia and me, Samuel Marcelo. Thanks for listening.